Father, we just come into agreement right now concerning the word that is to come forth, asking, serve for utterance. Help me, Lord, to speak as the oracle of God. May my tongue become as the pen of a ready writer. Lord, I pray all of you and none of me. Lord, I just pray to be a blessing to these people today. For I know that you are the one that brings great, great things from your word and great, great revelation. Thank you for the Holy Ghost who is in our midst. We give you the honor and the praise for it's in Jesus' name that we pray. And everyone said amen. Amen. You may be seated. This morning I want to bring a message to you in our series, Jesus is, Jesus is our rock. Amen. In Matthew chapter 16, verses 15 through 18, It says, when Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked the disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And they said, Some say that thou art John the Baptist, some Elias, others say Jeremiah or one of the prophets. And verse 15 says this, But who do you say that I am? You know, it's important that we know who he is. And Simon Barjona answered him and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus said back to him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say to you, Peter, you are rock. And, and uh, thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church. And what won't happen? The gates of hell will not prevail against the church. Amen. So Peter had revelation that Jesus Christ is the solid rock. He is the foundation of the church. He absolutely is. You know, and uh, he said, I'm going to build my church. He has been building his church. He is building his church. And he will yet build his church. And every one of you that have called on the name of the Lord, every one of you are a part of that church. You are the result of him building his church. You are part of the fruit. Amen of Jesus building his church. In Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 20 through 22, it says that we are built upon the foundation. Say it with me. Jesus Jesus. is the foundation. foundation. We are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets. Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. In whom all the building fitly framed together groweth unto an holy temple in the Lord. Aren't you glad you're part of that building? In whom also are builded together for a habitation of God through the Spirit. You know, I thank God for church buildings. I thank God for this church building. I thank God that this building got saved. This building got born again. It used to be a six-screen movie theater. Now it's a Holy Ghost and Fire Word Church. Isn't that good? And as much as we appreciate our buildings, as much as we appreciate the cathedrals around the world, this building is not the temple of God. You are God's building. You are the temple of God of the living God. 
I'm glad he said he's the living God. I'm glad he didn't say he's a dead God. I would not want to be a temple of a dead God. And neither would you. But you are the temple of the living God. And God has said, I'm going to walk in them. I'm going to dwell in them. I'm going to be their God. I'm going to be their God. And they are going to be they're my people. You are his. And he is yours. And you are part of that building. You are built upon that foundation. You are a living stone in the house of God. Look at your neighbor and say, you are. And I am. I'm the temple of the Holy Ghost. Whoo, glory to God. Hallelujah. We are his building materials. And when you see people that have not yet come into the family of God, your response should be, hmm, building materials. I'm a part of God and Sons Construction Company. Oh, come on, somebody. That homeless person down the street, that drug addict walking the streets of Oakland, that prostitute walking the streets of San Francisco, it doesn't matter who they are, they are precious in the sight of God, and they are building materials. And if the gates of hell couldn't keep you out, the gates of hell can't keep them out. He said the gates of hell is not going to prevail. That's right. Once I've decided to build my church as the chief cornerstone, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I was one of his building materials. In 1 Peter 2, 4 and 5, it says, Come unto him as to a living stone, Rejected by men, but chosen by God and precious. This refers to Jesus, the rock, the foundation. Verse 5, I want you to read it with me. You also, as living stones, are built up a spiritual house, a royal priesthood, to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. He's answered the question for us that the Lord's house is built out of living stones. You as a living stone and the temple of God are the very temple of God and you are made of the same DNA of Jesus, our rock, the great foundation of the church. For he that is joined unto the Lord has become one spirit. Mm. Say it with me, Jesus. You are the solid rock. And you are the foundation of this great church. Nothing's going to shake it. Nothing's going to move it. Nothing's going to flood us out. Nothing's going to burn us out. Nothing's going to blow us out. Hallelujah. We are living 
on an unshakable foundation. And everything that can be shaken will be shaken, but not you. Look at your neighbor and say, not you. And then point yourself, not me. You know, my brothers and sisters, it is a, it's a solid foundation. It's a solid foundation. This morning, I just want to encourage you. This message, to do it justice, really could take 90 minutes. But I'm not going to take 90 minutes because you don't have 90 minutes to give me. And I ain't no fool. In another setting, maybe. But this morning, I want to encourage you with scriptures concerning Jesus Christ who loves you beyond comprehension. I want to share with you scriptures about Jesus Christ who is our rock. Are you ready? So let's pay very close attention and let's look at the word of God today. Look at Psalms 18 verse 2. Psalms 18, verse 2. If you have it, say, I have it. If you don't have it, say, I don't have it. Well, more of you don't have it than do have it. But if you have it on the screen and say, we've got it. All right. Just messing with you a little bit up in here. Psalms 18, 2. The Lord, what is he? He's my rock. It's good to know that he is a rock. But how many of you know it's better to know that he is your rock? When I went to Raymond Bible Training Center in 1976 and graduated in 1977, I saw a beautiful girl sitting across the way. At first, she was a girl. But during the course of the year, she became my girl. Talking about my girl, my girl. I got sunshine on a cloudy day. And it would get cold in Oklahoma in the month of January, but when I got a hold of my girl, I had the month of May. Woo! He is a rock. Whoa! But when he becomes my rock. Thank God for what he's doing for you and what he's done for you. We rejoice with you in that. But oh, let me tell you what my rock has done for me. So the Lord, he's my rock. And my fortress. And my deliverer. He's my God in whom... I trust. In other words, I lean on him. He's my buckler. He's the horn of my salvation. And what else is he today? Oh, say it with me. He's my rock. 
my fortress, my deliverer, my strength, my buckler, the horn of my salvation. And you are my high tower. We need a high tower for things that are going on in this earth. Oh, but I heard the Lord say, the name of the Lord is our high tower. And the righteous, what will they do? They'll run into it. And as a result, they become the safest of the safe. Now, a rock symbolizes something totally reliable and dependable, completely stable and completely sure. When we are saying today that he is our rock, we are saying, you are what makes my life stable in an unstable world. You are what makes me secure in the midst of an insecure nation. What we're saying is, Lord, I'm trusting you and I'm depending on you to get me through. I'm depending on you to get me through. The story is told of a a farmer who experienced devastation from bad weather in the Midwest as a result of inclement weather. All of their crops were destroyed and when your crops are destroyed in the current year, it also affects your next year. It was a very difficult situation. And he had a little boy with him and they were out looking at the fields that were devastated by the weather. And the little boy put his hand in that great big farmer's rough hand and he looked up at his dad and he saw a tear coming down his face. But out of his dad's mouth came this song, Rock of Ages, cleft for me, let me hide myself in thee. What was that farmer saying? He was saying, Lord, in the midst of devastation, I'm trusting you for restoration. And that event so impacted that little boy's life that later in life, he remembered it distinctly and he called on the name of the Lord and got saved himself. He is the rock of ages. Remember that when the press is on. Remember that, as we said last week, when something tries to hurt you and come upon you. Remember that he is your rock of safety. Look with me at Isaiah 44 and verse 8. Isaiah 44, verse 8. And on the way over there, let me just quote to you what uh, the psalmist said in Psalm 1831. He said, For who is God save the Lord? And who is a rock save our God? And then in Isaiah 44, 8, Here's the response. Is there a God beside me? (laughs) Yea, there is no God. I know not any. If you're looking for some other rock, you may well stop. Because if God couldn't find one, I'm telling you, there is none. He is it. Say it with me. He's it. And then turn over to Psalm 62. We'll look at verses 1 and 2 and verses 5 through 6. Glory to God. Lord, may our faith just come up in this place today. May faith arise. May God arise in this place. And every enemy be scattered. I speak now to mental torment. 
I speak to evil spirits that have kept you awake at night, tossing and turning. I bind you. I break your power over these loved ones in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I speak a word of peace. I speak healing and health to your bones. I speak strength to your spirit in the name of Jesus. In Psalm 62, verse 1 and 2. It says, Truly my soul waits upon God. From Him cometh my salvation. Oh, I love this. He only is my rock. Say that a little sassy right now. He only. Do a little sassy. He only is my rock. He only is my rock. My salvation. He's my defense. And I shall not be, I shall not be moved. Verse 5 and verse 6. My soul waits thou only upon God, for my expectation is from Him. He again says, He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. Say it with me. I shall not be moved. Now I want a couple those phrases, He only is my rock and my expectation is only in Him. The question I have for many of you today is, where is your expectation? Who is your defense? What have you made your refuge this morning? What is your rock today? Is it in your retirement plan? Is it in your doctor? Is it in your hospital? How about this? Is it in your husband or is it in your wife? Is it in a relationship? You know, we've been at this for 40 years. And I've seen children and I've seen young ones build their life on the rock of their mom. And don't misunderstand me. Thank God for mamas who pray. And thank God for dads who set the right example. But I've seen it. When they go, they're gone. In other words, when they go on to be with the Lord, their lives are completely shattered. Why? Because their trust and their confidence was not in the rock. It was in their relationship. We should never, ever ask this question. Oh, what am I going to do once you're gone? I tell you what we're going to do while you're here is we're going to do the Word. And when you're gone, we're going to memory, memory, uh, give you a good going home celebration and we're going to be thankful for you, but we're going to still do the Word and we're going to be all right. You can't build your life on someone else's personal relationship with Jesus. You can't do it. Thank God for what they know. Thank God for what they've done. But it's who you know for yourself. I just can't stress this point enough. It's who you know for yourself. It's what you know for yourself that is going to see you through for your life. Oh, say it with me. Jesus, you are my rock. You are my rock. Mm. If my rock is in my wife, I'm missing God. 
if my rock was in my grandmother or my grandfather, I would have been missing God. And if your rock is in any of those things that I've mentioned, at some point, you're going to be sorely disappointed. Because although at the time, everything may seem good and seem stable and immovable, everything seems like everything is solid and rocky. But in reality, I'm just here to tell you, they're more like rock candy. When I was a little boy, I would have bags of rock candy. And it seemed rocky and it seemed firm until I put it in my mouth. And that rock candy exploded in my mouth. And then if you were to go and play with your friends throughout the neighborhood, and we played all over the neighborhood. We went hard all day long. We got hot, sweaty, and smelly. And if that rock candy was left in a person's pocket, that rock candy would melt. Come on, somebody. It would melt under the pressure. And here's the point. Jesus can take the pressure and the heat if you will make him your rock. You will not shatter under the pressure of life. You will not melt under the heat of a fiery trial. You will be all right when Jesus is your rock. Psalms 95, verse 1. Hallelujah. How about three hallelujahs and one amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Let the church say amen. In Psalm 95, verse 1, it says, Oh, come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. doesn't say let's get so sad and sorrow, sorrowful, but make a joyful noise into the rock of our salvation. Read verse 2 with me. Let us come before His presence with thanksgiving and make a joyful noise to Him with psalms. I want to talk to you about that word salvation in verse 1. The rock of our salvation In our English Bible, it has the very uh, extensive meaning. In the Hebrew, the word is Yeshua. We derive the word Jesus from Yeshua in the Greek. So when it is saying He is the rock of our salvation, it is literally saying He is the rock of our victory. That word salvation there means victory. It means prosperity, deliverance, and physical health. And what God is saying to us this morning is this, that He is your rock of victory. He is your rock of deliverance. He is my rock of prosperity. He supplies all of my needs. He's the rock of my forgiveness. And He is the rock of my peace. Say with me, Jesus, Jesus. Yeshua Yeshua. is the rock of my safety. How many of you know what Yeshua Hamashiach means? It's not a Mediterranean dish. Yeshua Hamashiach means Jesus is the Messiah. Say with me, Yeshua Hamamashiach. He is my Messiah. 
Glory to God. He is the fulfillment of your forgiveness. He's the fulfillment of your healing. Glory to God. Oh, he paid a price for it. He paid such a price for your salvation. He gave his life a ransom for all. What a price. His blood shed. Him going into the pits for three days and three nights. And then being raised from the dead by the glory of the Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Look at Psalms 40 and verse 12. This rock we can stand on. Psalm 40 verse 12. He brought me up. Verse 2. He brought me where? The mere fact that it says he brought us up means that we must have been down. Anybody in this house know what it's like to have been down? How many of you have been brought up? Notice this now. He brought me up also out of a horrible pit. Sin may seem to be pleasurable, but it's only pleasurable for a season. And that season of sin is short-lived. When I lived outside of Christ, it was pleasurable only for a short season. But then it became a horrible pit. A horrible pit. A horrible pit of devastation. A horrible pit of mental torment. A horrible pit of sickness and disease. He brought us up because He came up. He brought us up because He rose up. He brought us up also out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay. And what did He do? He set my feet upon a rock. But he didn't stop there. He gave you a plan and he gave you a purpose for your life. And he, through the word of God and by the spirit of God, established your goings. Oh, glory to God. In other words, when he brings you up, he brings you out and brings you up. He's got a plan for your life. So he says, well, I've been brought up, but I have no clue what I'm supposed to do. You can have a clue. You can get a clue if you'll walk close to him and listen to him and hearken to the voice of the Lord. On this solid rock, 
you and I stand. All other ground, come on somebody. All other ground is sinking sand. Sooner or later, America as we know it will be no more. Sooner or later, the Middle East will be no more. Africa will be no more. South America, Mexico, Central America, Asia will be no more. Oh, Jesus. Because there's a new heaven. And there's a new earth coming. And I, for one, when that trumpet sounds, I don't want to be found waiting in the balance. I don't want to be found living in sin. I don't want to be found living for the enemy. I want to be found only in Him. I want to be found in Him. I want to be found serving Him. I want to be found on the path that He has set before me. How about you? I said, how about you? Do you want to be found faithful? You know, we did a home-going service for Miss Gloria Mason last Friday night. And one of the things that came out of my spirit is that Gloria was faithful. And as a result of her faithfulness, not only did she abound in blessings on this side, but she's abounding in blessings over in glory. And I know for sure that Gloria heard these golden words. She heard, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Now enter in now to the joy of the Lord your God. I'm sure that Gloria did not hear, well... I'm sure the glory did not hear undone. Can that be said about you? Can that be said about you when you meet your maker? Have you been faithful? Have you been faithful to him? Have you been faithful to do what your rock brought you up out of darkness for. He didn't bring us up. Come on. He didn't bring us up and heal our bodies so that we could be comfortable watching 10 hours of television a day. He didn't bring us up so our fannies would be comfortable sitting at the bar stool. I just heard the organ. He didn't bring us up so we could play tiddlywinks in this life and just kind of do this all day long and just get so saturated with the world's way of thinking that you couldn't tell any difference between the world and a Christian. Somebody says, you're getting heavy now. Just hold on. God loves you. God loves you. But he loves you enough to let you know that there's more for you to do. And when I point that finger at you, I, by the way, I got three back. I got three pointing at me. Why? Because I know there's more for Mark. I know there's more for Pastor Mark. 
Somebody says, yeah, but pastor, you've been in full-time ministry for 40 years. Well, Woody who? (laughs) Tenure in ministry has nothing to do with following him every day of my life. I could backslide this afternoon. I could go over to the hollow leg and get drunker than a skunk and start throwing darts at the bartender. The question is this, will we be found faithful? When Jesus comes, will we be ready? Selah. Think about it. Think about if there's something in your life that's tethering you and weighing you down that you could cut off. Now, I'm not here saying that there is. And I'm not here to condemn you, but I'm here to challenge you. Is there something that's holding you back that you could just say, I'm done with that? There's not going to be any more of that in my life. Anybody ever been there before? Has the Lord ever showed you something before that He pointed His finger at? And don't act like, oh, I don't know what He's trying to say. You know. You know. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Help the preacher out today just a little bit. The Lord will never, ever point things out in our lives that we've been tethered to if He didn't have something better for us if we would just cut the ties. The correction of the Lord is good. And it is not the badness of God, but it is the goodness of God. Come on, somebody. That leads us to repentance. I have discovered this. Anytime the Lord has pointed a finger at me, it has always been for my benefit to make the correction. Here's the good news. There ain't going to be any cracking. And there's not going to be any sinking in this foundation. And I mean throughout the ages. If you're on Him, and if you've been brought up on Him, you're not sinking. Look at your neighbor and say, no sinking here. I'm not going down. I'm going over. In Matthew chapter 7, we got to put it in gear right now. Matthew chapter 7, verses 24 through 27, it says, Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine, are you hearing his sayings today? 
and doeth them. I will liken unto him as a wise man, which build his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it could not shake it, for it was founded upon a rock. I'm encouraging you this morning to build your life on Him. Build your faith on Him. Build your future on Him. And if you do, you will not go down. You will be able to make it through whatever comes your way. I'm going to ask the praisers to come to the platform right now. And you know, that's something to sing and shout about. The fact that he's our rock, that's something to be happy about. That's something to be glad about. As every head is bowed and every eye is closed, if you're here this morning, perhaps you've not met Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior of your life as of yet, and you can do that before this service is over. If you're here today and you've gotten away from the Lord and you're kind of got other rocks in your life other than Jesus the rock and you want to just dedicate your life afresh and anew to Him, I want to pray with you. Everyone that wants prayer in those regards, raise your hand up. Let me see them. Raise them real high so I can see it. Thank you. Anyone else? Yes, thank you. Anyone else? Praise God. Let's pray this prayer together corporately with them. Say it with me. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I give my life completely and entirely to you because you have so freely given your life for me. I call upon the name of Jesus and I declare that I am a believer. I believe in my heart that you died for my sins and you were raised from the dead on my behalf. And I proclaim this morning that Jesus Christ is my Lord and is my Savior. I consecrate and dedicate my life to the rock of my salvation. I thank you, Lord, that you brought me up out of the miry clay. I ask you, sir, to reveal your perfect will for me. May your purposes and your plans be made clear to me. Establish my goings. I proclaim this morning that in my pathway is life and there is no death. Now let's all lift our hands and rejoice with them. Let's thank God for them. Lord, we give you the praise. We give you the honor. We thank you that we can go to the rock this morning that is so much higher than ourselves. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that you are our firm and stable foundation. I want to read a scripture to you this morning. As you all stand, if you would, please. Just lift up your hands right now for a moment. Just start praising him for a moment. Is he your rock today? Are you excited about it? Are you happy to be a child of God? Are you happy that you're not going down? Are you happy that you're going over? How many of you are happy that he brought you up? Hallelujah. He brought you up to bring you in. 
Now I want us to look at Isaiah 42, 11. And I realize we're in extra innings right now, but you can handle it, right? Isaiah, the 42nd chapter in the 11th verse. I want you to look at this verse. It says, let the wilderness and the cities thereof lift up their voice. I would like to say it this way. Let the wilderness and the people of the Bay Area lift up their voice. Let the people of Oakland lift up their voice. Let the people of San Jose lift up their voice. Now notice this. The villages that Kedar doth inhabit. Now notice this. Let the inhabitants of the rock sing. Let them shout from the top of the mountains. Do we have any inhabitants of the rock here today? Then there should be some singing. There should be some praising. And yes, there could be some shouting. Amen.